Hello everyone, this is Dr. Morrison and may I say a Happy New Year to all of you. I know you haven't heard me for a while, but I was out sick and thank God that he's touched my body. So I'm back here on the podcast. It's a pleasure to do to be with you today and I'm glad to know that many of you are still pressing on and trusting the Lord and expect great things to do for him this year and great things from him. I want to use for a subject this morning because this is a very important subject that has been just pushed to the side, but I want to use it today. And I know I did have a podcast earlier that obedience is the key to success. But this day, I want to use for this subject, true obedience. We have noticed that today, our society that is so instamatic, the culture that is instamatic, don't seem to know the difference between true obedience and obedience without information. My friends, sometimes when we're told to do something, we would say things like this. I am not going to do it unless I have more information about it. Some say I have to wait and see what others think about it. And others say, depending on how it is, and depending on how I feel, I will do it. My friends, all that may be in place when it comes to dealing with men who have a track record of imperfection. But when it comes to obedience to God, when it comes to the obedience to God word directly right in your face, my friends, there's no excuse. There's no excuse to what our Heavenly Father, the chief architect of our life, who knows what is the best position for our lives. There should not be any negotiation with what God said because He is the all-sufficient God. There's none like Him. There's no one else to go to but Him. He's the final. And our problem is that we are more concerned with our individual rights of freedom rather than our allegiance to our sovereign one. You know how many people today that are taken up within themselves don't care what God feels about what they do, what they say. They are concerned about their own feelings. I remind you that God is not jealous. He said that we must have no other God but him. And anytime we have someone else or even ourselves to push ahead of God, he's not going to stand for it. Now we have a true picture in Genesis chapter 3 
a, a perfect example of what it is when true obedience is not practiced. When true obedience is not practiced or when obedience is based on curiosity or information that I need, that results into family issues of all kinds. We see that in the book of Genesis. So here's the first thing we must note. God created a company for the lonely man, Adam. Adam, who was innocent at that time, don't even understand he was lonely. After God created the world and put everything in place, he knew. Adam didn't know, but he knew that Adam was going to be lonely. So he created a company for Adam. My friends, when he created a company to Adam for Adam, in order to do that, he had to put Adam to sleep and he took a rib out of Adam to make Eve. And I, may I say to you today, that this is the first anesthetic surgery information we have and that was done in the garden of eden bible said there's nothing new under the sun and all that we see today in the hospitals and the various facilities where anesthesia is done it all started here in the garden of eden even eden even though god created such a wonderful garden for Adam and Eve, for Adam, all that was in it was good. He realized that Adam will need more than just the garden. My friends, every pleasure and happiness was laid out there for Adam, but God realized he need something more than what he have. And you may have everything that you have, and everything in your accomplishment but the underlying problem is man is not satisfied with himself with all that he have there is still a deep void in the heart of man the only person that can fill that void today is your savior lord jesus christ because things are one thing but having God in your heart is a different thing. Things will go down and you will lose things. But you cannot lose the Savior when you accept him. He will always be there with you in everything that you do. He promised never will he leave you. Never will he forsake you, my friends. And if you're smart, you will say, if I have somebody who's going to be always where I am, my security and my savior, I would accept him. I would accept him as my savior. I would hold on to him. The other things in my life would be secondary and he would be first. God put Adam to sleep and took the rib out of Adam and made Eve. Nothing is said of how long it took. 
We don't know if it took a day. We don't know if it took two weeks or two months. But all we knew is that God did it and made it happen. Not a single person could have done that. I don't care how great a doctor you are, you could not create a human being. The God did it. What a wonderful God. What an awesome God, the great architect of our lives. And he made Eve. And they were given a line in that scripture, in Genesis. They were to obey. And that is in the midst of the garden. They were to obey God. He planted a tree. The tree of life. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this particular tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they were not to eat from. That's the obedience that they would have had to follow. That's the demand. That's something the Lord told them that they were not to do. Right here, my friends, we see obedience is without explanation in a school of tests. And obedience without explanation is now in the school of tests. Can I ask you today, have you been there? Are you practicing that? Can you be obedient to God? How is your obedience to him? Some say, well, I just do the best that I can. Yes, he wants the best that I can, but what God's looking for from all of us, whether you're young or you're old, small or great, he wants us to be obedient to him. <clears throat> so how is the obedience? Can you honestly do say, listen, my obedience is perfect. Can you honestly do something that is real difficult to do but the word of god stated in it must be done and you did it that would be true obedience obedience without questioning god and trying to find out why he gave you something to do it's very difficult you in your flesh don't want to do it but you are obedient to the word of god so you did it are you obeying because it is easy for you to do is that the obedience that you call true obedience it's easy so let me do it or are you obeying because everyone else is doing it which of them and i can go on and on are you doing so even when it seems like you are going up against grade in the eyes of the public, are you obedient? What God wants is true, obedient. He doesn't want a lot of talks. He doesn't want a lot of fanfares. 
He wants action, true action to his word, true response to his word without trying to ask the question, should I or should I not? My friends, you know what true obedience is? You understand what true obedience is? If you don't, let me say to you, true obedience is that which doesn't require anything different to what God had on his mind and place it in the Bible for you and I to do. We can't talk God out of things. We can't change something in God's word just for us, what he puts there. And he asks us to walk by it and live by it. That's what he expected. And my friends, true obedience, that's what he was hoping when he put the couple in the garden. He was hoping that they would follow what he told them not to do. Like many people today, they will know it is wrong, but they will still do it. They will understand that the Lord does not permit that type of attitude, behavior, or lifestyle, but they will still do it. They know the truth. They don't even have to debate it. They know it, but they will still do it maliciously against the true obedience that God is expecting from all of us. They were put in the garden and they were told what they were not to do, but they blew it by becoming curious, listening to the devil. Listen to me, my friends. When Adam and Eve were standing in the garden, and God spoke to them and told them what the tree that they were not to eat from. Would you know today that under them where they were standing was a renewed earth? Because the earth was without form or void and God fixed it, settled it. So they had a renewed earth and above them was a host of rebellious angels led by Satan, and they did not know it. And God did not say anything to them about it. All he wanted them to do was to obey him and obey his word without questioning. But Satan was above their head with his army of rebellious angels. And they were listening while God was speaking to Adam and Eve. Where you stand today, every time you take up that word of God to read it and to obey what God said you must do, may I remind you this morning that Satan is above your head listening. He knows exactly what you say 
that you're not going to do. And he is going to prove to you that even though you said it, he is going to make you do it. Listen to me, my friends. We must be more sound and solid and firm in what we believe the word of God said. Because if we don't, Satan is going to rock our boat and tip it over. And we'll fall right over in the boat with him. He listened. He heard. And as soon as God left, he's going to give it a try. He's going to give Adam and Eve a try with what they were not supposed to do. They were supposed to stay in true obedience, but that is going to be put to the test right after the Lord walked away from Adam and Eve. What they did, he came to them. And when he came to them and he pointed out that if they did it, the reason why the Lord didn't want them to eat it, the fruit, is because they might become God like him. Eve walked away from Adam's covering and she listened to the devil. And she went and she got the fruit and came back and shared it with her husband. My friends, that blew it right there. She heard the devil. She knew what God said. But when she stepped away from Adam's covering, she becomes exposed. And now she's on her own, not listening, not on the covering. And she yielded to the devil and she ate the fruit. Are you under God's covering today? Are you saying, Lord, keep my soul from day to day under the blood? Do you believe that the Lord could keep your soul and can guide you through this evil world and evil life and the temptations that are before you? Don't you think that God can keep you? He will supply your needs, whatever they are. You don't have to listen to the temptations of the devil. He's dishing it out. He's dishing it out to everybody because his whole purpose in life, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden to create a holy people, Satan's purpose was to stop the population of holiness on the earth because he had already confronted God with rebellion. And now God is coming through to make a nation. Satan is here right in their face because he meant that the earth must not be populated with any holy people so he showed that right in their face and they bought it they absorb it let me ask you a question today they absorb the temptation and down comes the spiritual, moral, and social state of man. Down comes their life. Can I ask you today where you are? It could possibly be that where you are today, spiritually, morally, and socially, is because of 
a temptation you cannot get over. You have been absorbing this for years, for a long time, and now it is at its most crucial point and out of control. You say to me, I try many, many things, and I can't get over it. The one thing that will get you over this today, when you give your life to Jesus Christ and put it in his hand and trust the Lord to keep you from all the temptations, he will give you the power to override them. They will still come, but he will give you the power and the strength to override them. Where are you today? What is that temptation doing to you? You promised so many times that you're going to let it go. You promised you're going to stay away from it. But now it has become a thorn in your flesh. It's in front of you every day and you don't even know how to deal with it. It's out of control. So the next question is what are you prepared to do? What was Adam and Eve to pre prepared to do when they went and disobeyed God? God came to the garden and confronted them about it. Listen to what they did, my friends. God is going to expel them from the garden, but he was not going to put them out naked. You know what they did? They went and get fig leaves from one of the fig trees in the garden, and they saw it because they realized they were naked, and they saw it and wrapped it around themselves for raiment. But can I tell you today, that was their work of covering. That was the way that they were going to cover themselves from the sin that they committed. But that was never going to work because it was man-made. I don't care how many religions you run off to and how many good things you do for church and how nice you are and how gracious you are to people. That is not at all the medication for sin. The medication for sin is to turn to Jesus Christ. Sin is like an infection. You need an antibiotic for every infection. Your greatest concern today is to get rid of sin and your antibiotic is the blood of Jesus Christ that will overcome and overpower the powers of sin. They made a garment, but that didn't work. That was their own work to cover up their own sin or to substitute and make themselves feel comfortable because they did some good work. You know what God did? He didn't do that. He made sure that one of the goats in the in the garden was killed and the skin of that goat was wrapped around Adam and Eve. Here's what God was symbolizing. You cannot be covered properly from your sins. Get rid of your sins except blood being shed. There was an animal that had to be shed and the skin of that animal was wrapped around Adam and Eve. And God expelled them from the garden. My friends, you try this, you try that. You tried to be the nice boy. 
You try to be the good man. You try to be the honest person. You try to be the righteous one. You try to be very kind and sweet to people. But all that is what you try to cover up the sin nature of you. But it will never work. You need the blood of Jesus Christ applied to your heart so that you can have power over sin. Adam and Eve's strategy to come out of the garden never worked. It was God's strategy. They had fig leaves that they made, sewed them, sew it together, and cover themselves. But God said, that's not a true covering. The covering is the skin of the animal. And for that skin to happen, blood must be shed. It's the blood of Jesus Christ in your heart today that's going to make a difference in your life. Nothing else will. And he expelled them from the garden. Listen to me today. Would you want God to say, listen, I'm through with you? Or would you want him to say, I have mercy on you? And that's one of two choices. You can say, God, have mercy on me right where you are. In the mess that you're in and you feel like you cannot get out of. God, have mercy on me. If you cry unto him, he will hear you. And he will forgive you of your sins. And that would be true obedience. Because you don't have to wait on anyone to decide that for you. You are deciding that or you have decided that because you trust in God and you wanted him to do something different with your life with your life from what it used to be. I trust today that as you decide to give Jesus Christ a chance in your life, I trust today that you may that you may say, listen, God here I am. I have tried everything. I have wrestled with everything. And nothing at all works. Today, I want to try you. I want you to come into my heart. I want you to touch me. I've been wrestling with a temptation for a long, long time. And nothing works. I am going to give my life to you. And I want you to save me today. I want you to be in my life forever and forevermore. Let us pray. Oh, Father, thank you for all your goodness. Touch the many hearts and the many ears that are listening to this broadcast today. May you grant your mercies unto them and save them through the blood of Jesus Christ. Don't let them go any further. Be fooled by thinking their works will work for them. Only your blood, true obedience, by accepting you as their Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
My friends, we would like to hear from you today. And you can email us at hbmoutreach3 at gmail.com. And you can let us know if you're enjoying the broadcast. Also, you can go on the HBM website, www.hbm outreach ministry and make a donation to us to help us with this broadcast we would like to hear from you and if you're enjoying the messages please do something to help us because our ministry is not just a talk but we actually do the things that we preach about practice what we preach may god bless you